Praise the Lord. It's a joy to be here this morning, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's difficult now to say, can we all have a smile on our face? <laughs> but I'm sure you're smiling within the mask. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes we don't know whether the person is smiling or has just put on weight because of too many cakes. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I hope we've been having a wonderful week uh, coming to the Christmas week. Uh, of course, we know that the Bible does not record when Jesus was born, but the fact remains the truth that Jesus was born. Amen. History itself is divided on the birth of Jesus. And so we, this morning, uh, are filled with joy because uh, during this end of the year season, we remember, especially with the whole world, um, yeah, some people may not have come to know Christ personally yet, but the whole world remembers Jesus was born, the Savior was born. The name Jesus is proclaimed around the world. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So we uh, have come to the last Sunday of this year. Isn't it uh, amazing? Uh, aren't we filled with thanksgiving, with joy to think of the fact that we are still alive? Amen. That, that is something very, very special. Amen. The fact that we are still alive. Um, the way uh, this pandemic has uh, taken a toll on the world, on our country, uh, so many known people, uh, very well known to us, have gone to be with the Lord. They say around, uh, roughly around 250 pastors in Tamil Nadu have died because of COVID-19. Uh, pastors are more vulnerable um, because they constantly are interacting with people. They're not working in an IT company with machines. <laughs> you know, so the danger uh, of being exposed is a lot. And, um, you know... So, people have lost their lives, but if we are still alive, it's only purely by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So many healthcare workers, doctors, nurses have, uh, you know, been affected. So many people, old people, elders, there's still some in hospitals. Thank God for the numbers have been coming down. Praise God for that. It at one time peaked to 95,000 a day, and they say now it's around less than 20,000 or so. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. We'll continue to pray that God will take away this, um, you know, thing that is affecting the world. And also, we need to be vigilant as well. We need to be careful uh, whenever we go out, wherever we go, at workplace, especially those of you who have to be in office every day, uh, or you have to be meeting the public, you know, all kinds of people, uh, and most people out there, uh, do not take much of safety precautions uh, and when you are exposed to some places like that, let's keep praying that God will protect us. Amen. Hallelujah. God's protection, God's grace has been upon us so wonderfully that even up to the end of this year, God has been with us. And so those of you watching us online and those of us here, let's all give thanks to the Lord. Even as we've been doing that all this while, right from the beginning of this worship service, continue to sit here and also be at home with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart of praise, hallelujah. Through the end of this next year, you know, this year, the next few days, you know, um, now today is 27th and then another four days, we will finish this year. Uh, so 
this week if you are uh, some of you have taken a off probably from work uh, or some of you are still working uh, through you know this week as well but if you can spend some time uh, at least a half an hour or so a day uh, just thanking god praising god remembering all that the lord has done for some of you some big things have happened great things have happened for some of us uh, maybe some uh, we face some hard times it's been more difficult this season whatever it is but you know we have many many things to thank god for amen hallelujah whether you're at office whether you're driving whether you're at home cooking uh, or whether you're just playing as kids you know young people maybe uh, you uh, exams are over and you're having a you know few days off whatever be your situation just keep praising and thanking god god has been good to us hallelujah that's all we can say god has been good to us god has been good to us amen that's all we can keep saying amen praise the lord hallelujah uh, quickly to uh, uh, you know remind us about the new year service the watch night service on the 31st um you know night we will have the worship service at the psb hall which is next to sboa school uh, right uh, two or three buildings away from sboa cbc school um you know you will find the psb hall you will not miss it it's a huge multi story building and we meet on the second floor and has a lift facility uh, so those of you elders anybody who's coming uh, use the lift uh, and come up to the second floor and we have the service at 11 a, uh, 11 pm 11 pm uh, we begin in the night at 11 o'clock and normally we would start at 10 or 10:30 uh, but uh, we are reducing the time uh, a little bit um, because uh, of this current situation it's uh, you know for many of us uh, probably find it difficult with the mask on so we reducing the time uh, a little bit so we will have only one message um and so we begin at 11 o'clock so please do come uh and this is a very large space so uh, we will have sufficient place to sit with social distancing um remember uh, you know we will like the christmas service uh you know we will have the chairs put down thank you um you know spaced out just like this where you can sit together as families together and so we would like for you to give your names ahead of time if you're coming for the new year service on 31st night so that we can have uh, the seating arrangements suitably done uh, according to those who are coming uh, with the spacing and uh, we will not have the washing of feet uh, we will have the lord stable but we would have it with those individual cups uh, so that we there is no direct contact with each other so we would keep that uh, take all the safety precautions with the hand sanitization and all of that uh, so uh, we will send out a google form uh, today after the service today and uh, please sign up and those of you watching online as well if you like to come for the um, you know new year service please do come with your family uh, we welcome you in the name of jesus uh, do join us for the as we enter into the new year and we will send out the google form uh for that and if you um you know uh have not received if you don't get it uh do contact us do call us go to the website houseofdavid.in you'll find our contact numbers and you can contact us and we will send the google form to you so that you can sign up and come for the new year service we will begin at 11 um and we will have um you know a wonderful time together beginning the year in the presence of god 
Amen. So come early uh, before 11, uh, be seated in the hall by 10.45 because we will have the temperature check and the sanitizing process. So it would take a few minutes to enter. So uh, do come a little early and uh, be seated for the worship service. God bless you. Uh, we have uh, Sunday school at 12 this afternoon on Zoom, uh, kids club at 12 and then evening service uh, live streamed at 6 p.m. Uh, this evening so god bless you do join online and share the links with others as well uh, and we will also be live streaming the service the new year service too so you can join us from anywhere let's go into the word of god we are um, uh, here down to the last book of the old testament on the last sunday of the year amen <laughs> looks like it's a perfect timing to study the last book of the old testament on the last sunday of the year but interestingly, it's not just by the arrangement of the books uh, that it happens to be the last book, uh, not just by the arrangement, not, it's not chronologically, uh, all books are not chronologically arranged, we all know that. Uh, Job could have lived probably around the time of Abraham and things like that. So uh, not everything is in its order, you know, uh, as it happened. But it is amazing that this prophecy of Malachi is also the last of the prophetic uh, utterances and the prophets of the Old Testament of that time period. In fact, spiritually speaking, we would actually say uh, John the Baptist probably is the the last of the Old Testament prophets. Although he is recorded in the New Testament, but he comes as a forerunner to Christ and um, and so the new covenant or the new testament uh, in which uh, is the second half of the bible uh, is beginning with the story of jesus the life the ministry and the work of christ and so john the baptist actually coming there um, is spiritually speaking is more like the last of the old testament prophets but uh, time frame wise we can say uh, malachi is probably the last and uh, this is also of uh, his prophecy is also and speaking of an end of an era and pointing to a new era that will begin and so i'd like to title this morning's message as an end of an era and we are actually end of an era as well time wise because we are finishing the first decade of the century and beginning the second decade beginning from 2021 right 21 Uh, so a beginning of a new decade the end of a decade and so uh, this is Malachi prophesying about an end of an era and while he's speaking about an end he's not just speaking that this is going to end and this is going to be over with it but he's all actually speaking of a new era that will begin a new era that will begin it's amazing Um, it would require a lot of time to read through all of the chapters of Malachi but we don't have time now so uh, we will read a few passages here and there to get a glimpse of the message of this messenger and Malachi uh, the name Malachi means messenger an angel or messenger a person who brings a message uh, to the Lord's people who comes as a messenger on behalf of God carrying God's message to the people 
Malachi chapter 1 and verse number 11 says my na- name will be great among the nations from where the sun rises to where it sets in every place incense and pure offerings will be brought to me because my name will be great among the nations says the Lord almighty this is about the new era that he is speaking about and this old era is going to be over and we will see a little more of that in this message this morning but here is god prophetically speaking through the prophet malachi saying that the that incense and offerings will be brought to me and my name will be made great among the nations because it has been profaned among the nations now at that time in the time of malachi god's name was defiled because the people of israel did not please god and they did things that did did bring dishonor to god but now uh, god is speaking about a new era that will begin but where his name will be great among the nations speaking prophetically about the messiah who will be born the messiah jesus who will come and he will sanctify the people of israel and through them the nations will come to know him and just speaking of an end of an era god is still wanting to correct them and change them and before the dawn of a new season god wants to sanctify them and he also in the new season he's speaking about a new sanctified uh, israel that will live its life out and shine its light out but the people of israel were not uh, doing good at this point and so god is highlighting as he did with all the other prophets god is exposing them to their faults and he speaks to them uh, basically comes to them with love and he says in verse 2 and 3 of chapter 1 i have loved you says the lord but you ask how have you loved us was not esau jacob's brother declares the lord yet i have loved jacob but esau i have hated and i have turned his hill country into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals and even if they try to rebuild edom even if they try to rebuild god is saying i will come and demolish whatever they rebuild that's the way god uh, expresses his love to israel and who is israel basically israel is jacob one of the two sons of isaac isaac the son of abraham and isaac had two sons esau and jacob esau the first born jacob the second one and jacob was chosen by god and here the prophet as he uses the word uh, esau i have hated jacob i have loved sometimes have you wondered had a question like this i have had many a time a question like this why is god so partial isn't god impartial but god is saying jacob i have loved esau i have hated doesn't it sound very look bad you know uh, as if god is almost losing his credibility here of being a god who does not show favoritism haven't you wondered like that yeah <laughs> but you know it actually speaks of god's sovereign choice um the way it the prophet expresses here as love and hatred 
and we see love and hatred uh, through the eyes of uh, uh, human eyes of uh, love in the sense of true uh, love and we want this person and and hate in the sense of i hate this person to death i even if i die don't come to my house you know th- that kind of hatred you know <laughs> but god loves everybody does not god love the whole world yes he does didn't god create everybody Yes he did but doesn't it sound so contradictory here when god is a god of love who loves everyone the same even the sinner who even looked at the one who pierced him and said father forgive them for they do not know what they do that's the god who we worship but here is a, the same god saying esau i have hated jacob i have loved actually what god is telling here is i have made a sovereign choice of choosing a man and choosing his generation giving him a promise and calling one and multiplying him and making him a nation for my purpose here is a sovereign choice of god not that he was partial but among the peoples to make himself known he chooses a man that's sovereign choice of god amen hallelujah that does not mean that he does not want edom does not mean that he hates edom but edom continued in sin esau never repented of his sin and the edomites went into idolatry completely and so god in his sovereign uh, pre knowledge for knowledge speaks about what will happen for edom it is man's choice to go into idolatry it was edom's choice to go into sin god does not cause the happening because of his foreknowledge let me repeat that god does not cause the happening because of his foreknowledge because he speaks about what will happen he knows which way edom will go and so he would speak a curse over edom right at the beginning itself but that's god's foreknowledge but man has got the free will to choose to do right or wrong and so the blame does not go on god it goes on man's choice because man has been given the free will of choice and god's law has been given to man firstly in everyone's heart god's written his laws in in people's hearts whether they know him or not by virtue of creation they know that there is a god who exists and there's a law of god that's been inscribed there's a conscience god given conscience to know whether it's what is good and what is bad what is right and what is wrong and then he is also given revealed his law through his prophets beginning with moses and enforced them through the prophets and you find that man has made his choice to go his own way and so god sovereign plan of choosing jacob was to you know uh, bless uh, abraham's descendants and multiply them make them into a nation and reveal himself first to them and through them to the other nations and that's why he chose jacob and uh, called him israel changed his name from being a supplanter to israel and and god now is speaking to malachi now several generations or thousands of years later he's speaking through malachi to the same people of israel because they've gone away from him and he says oh i have loved you says the lord but you ask how have you loved us in verse 2 and 3 was not esau jacob's brother declares the lord yet i have loved you to say hey i chose you you have 
precious, you are special. I called you for a purpose. You know, although you were Esau's brother, you know, don't you understand that Esau was not chosen, but you, Jacob, you were chosen. Don't you say, I don't love you, but I truly love you. Go back and think of the choice that I've made upon you. For this purpose, great calling I've given to you. Don't you realize, at least think of the call. Think of the purpose. Esau I have hated, Jacob I have loved, and I have turned his hill country into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Jacob, I have loved you, but you say I don't love you. You ask how has he loved us? Because you've gone through this, you know, gone to uh, Babylon, you've been taken captive because you've gone through suffering. You now wonder if God still loves me. You are saying God does not love me. But no, I have loved you. Think of that sovereign choice. And as he begins, in, this is God's tone in which he speaks to his people. This is God's heart for his people. He loves his people. He loves those whom he has chosen. And he wants them to love him back. But what have the people done? And in this end of an era, this is what God is speaking to them. And I believe that Malachi's prophecy to his uh, generation holds good for us as we come to an end of an era, as we are in a turn of beginning of a decade. Number one, you find here in the message of Malachi, which comes, becomes very relevant to us this morning. Number one, you find in Malachi's teaching is the sacred is profaned by sacrilegious practices. The sacred, what is sacred? What is divine? What is godly? What is good? What is holy has, become, may, has been made unholy. The sacred is profaned by their sacrilegious practices, by their, by their uh, defiling practices, by their uh, uh, impure motives and deeds. The sacred, what is holy, has been made unholy by them. Sacrilegious might be a new word for some of us. It simply means having or showing a lack of proper respect for a sacred person, place, or object, or action. The failure to treat something holy with the respect it should have. The failure to treat something holy, something which is sacred, not giving the due respect for it. From there you find the word uh, uh, desecration. Words like desecration, no? They use for, uh, they, they, uh, somebody entered a holy place and desecrated it. They, 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 they went and, uh, you know, broke the, you know, the, the altar. They broke the furniture. They broke, they, they desecrated the place. They, they, they treated this, they treated this, it as common, as, as uh, unholy. That's what the people did. And that's what God is speaking to them about. In verses six to eight, a son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you priests who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? By offering defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the, the Lord's table is contemptible. When you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? 
When you sacrifice lame or deceased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? So basically what they have done is they have profaned what is sacred by their sacrilegious practices, by their unholy way of treating things in a, in a disrespectful way. Basically in the heart, they say, ah, it's okay. What did God do anything? What big thing God did? So what? Ah, it's okay. Just simply do something. Summa. <laughs> just go, just, just go show your head and come. Just put an offering and come. Just treating things of God, holy things as common. And uh, it is in the aspect of their worship. It is in their aspect of their sacrifices. It is in the aspect of the ministry of the priests. you find that um, you know that the priests also they are not teaching the word of God rightly. If you come to chapter 2 verse 4 onwards and you will know that I have sent you this warning so that my covenant with Levi may continue says the Lord. Levi he's speaking to the priests the Levites. Verse 5, my covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace, and I gave them to him. This called for reverence, and he revered me, and stood in awe of my name, Levi, the forefather, the first priest, stood in reverence of God's name. Right? Aaron's sons died, and what did Moses do? He gave an instruction. And he said, you shall not mourn for the death of Aaron's sons. Why? Because Moses wanted Aaron and the other sons, the Levites, to stand on the Lord's side. Why did Aaron's sons die? Because they took strange fire in the presence of God. And they treated what is holy as common. And so God struck them down. And when God's punishment came upon the wicked thing that they did... Nobody ought to mourn and sympathize for them. Because God is not sympathizing for them. God's wrath has come upon them. They knew what they were doing was wrong and they went and did it presumptuously. That's the way God wants us to live as well. That's how Levi lived. You know, true instruction was in his mouth. And nothing false was found on his lips. Verse 6. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned from many, turned many from sin. This is the job of a priest. To walk faithfully before God. To, be, to live a life of peace with God and uprightness. And to turn many from sin. That's what Levi did. Verse 7, for the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty and people seek instruction from his mouth. Verse 8, but you, the priest, he's speaking to the priest, but you have turned away from the way and by your teaching you have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. 
So I have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people because you have not followed my ways. But I have shown partiality in matters of the law. The priests, the priests have, you know, in the aspects of their ministry, in the aspect of their teaching, the priests, the mouth of the priest has to preserve knowledge because people seek instruction from the mouth of a priest. But instead of they seeking the Lord and living a holy, upright life and teaching right instruction, they have twisted the teaching of God. They were still functioning as priests. But their, the work that they did, the way they did their work was compromised. The teaching was not right. It was a misguided teaching. And when they had to execute judgment, when they had to uh, say what the law said about a certain matter, they were partial and they were not just in what they said. And because of that, God was saying, you have profaned what is sacred. The priestly office, their worship was profaned. Their sacrifices were profaned. The ministry of the priests was profaned. Today, in the 21st century, that's exactly what you see. Worship has turned out to just become, you know, a Sunday morning event with just some music and dance and you just would have some strobes and lights and smoke machines and they basically turn Sunday worship services into concerts. Earlier it used to be once a year concert, now they made it every Sunday concert. where people just come, sing, dance and go away. And then you see reports of great worship leaders and preachers of all kinds of scandals with which they get exposed in the public domain. With the way they handle finances, with the way they, uh, they, they lived their moral lives, with the kind of sinful lives that they had. Recently, some very popular, uh, you know, churches, ministries across the world have come under a tremendous amount of attack because there have been presumptuous sin among the, you know, the, the volunteers, the worship team. You know, they've been living in sin and some of them had to step down from ministry. That's exactly what you see in today's world as well. Just as it was in the you know, time of Malachi, among the priests, in the worship, what was to be sacred has now become profaned. They did not take care to bring their worship and sacrifices. Uh, you know, even though they promised to give an offering and sacrifice, they would bring a defiled thing, a lame thing, a blind animal, a deceased animal. Basically, they treated what was sacred as common. And not only that, you also go on to see in chapter 3, verses 7 to 12. All that was sacred, how it is profaned. Chapter 3, verses 7 to 12. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will mere mortals rob God? Yet you rob me, but you ask, how are we robbing you? What is God saying? 
in tithes and offerings you are under a curse your whole nation because you are full you are robbing me bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord almighty and see if i will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it i will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields and not drop their fruit and and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe says the lord almighty then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land but you said verse 14 chapter 3 verse 14 15 but you said it is futile to serve god what do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the lord almighty but now we call the arrogant blessed certainly he will do us prosper and even when they put god to the test they get away with it you see what they are saying is look at all the people outside aren't they all evil doers aren't they all prospering why should we go on like mourners calling upon the name of the lord what where do we benefit out of all of this what is the use of all this prayer and everything certainly don't evil do us prosper and even when they put god to the test don't they get away with it everything is fine with others why should we really seek god why should we really do these kind of things why should we really call on the name of the lord basically in their giving also they did not give to the lord faithfully they were very insincere and so you find in worship in the sacrifices in the ministry of the priests in their teachings in their judgments in their giving all that was all these things that were sacred holy unto the lord which are done to the lord is desecrated not only that also with regard to marriage if you come down in the same chapter chapter 3 he says in verse 11 on was judah has been unfaithful a detestable thing has been committed in israel and in jerusalem judah has desecrated the sanctuary that the lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign god even what is holy marriage is holy and in that covenant of marriage they have made a choice to marry an ungodly person an unbeliever they have married foreign women it's not just about marrying a white or uh, uh, you know a brown skin or a black skin or a whatever you know it's not just the racial skin color it's talking about no foreign in that sense it's not about a different nationality but here the foreign means a person who is a, who does not worship jehovah women by who worship a foreign god it's not just about marrying a foreigner god is not against that but not the interracial marriage it's talking about worship, a person who worships a foreign god and what what do they do they not only just in their choice of marriage they what is holy unto the lord they make it unholy but also as for the man who does this whoever may be the lord will remove him from the tents of jacob and then even though he brings an offering to the lord haven't you seen people they go find their own life partner and they say can you please pray and tell if it is the lord's will they go to a prophetess <laughs> and the prophet or prophetess will lay hands and say you know god will enlarge you and make you into a great nation <laughs> send a blessing after finding an unbeliever they come and get it certified 
and then they will go and say oh we actually we know we prayed and only uh, you know everything is under kept under prayer only because you know that auntie you know there in uh, you know kilpak she prophesied and said uh, uh, you know you can actually you know god will bless you and because they gave on 5000 rupees offering to that auntie auntie also blessed and sent <laughs> certified by a prophet <laughs> after making the wrong choice are you hearing me <laughs> don't these things happen this is how what is sacred is profaned it they make a mockery of marriage they make a mockery of the covenant of marriage they make a mockery of you know god's ordinances holy ordinances of marriage they make a mockery of that covenant which god instituted which is holy they make a mockery of the prophet and the prophecy or the ministry of prophecy also by going and asking somebody to prophesy over them and getting it certified this is typical tamil christian culture tamil christian culture doing the wrong thing having somebody pray over it and say everything is done by prayer only just basically to fool the people around and they fool themselves end of the day this is the danger we should not fall into and god is saying even though he brings an offering but he has married somebody who worships a foreign god what is sacred has been profaned these are the sacrilegious practices impure dishonorable practices that have been done another thing you do verse 13 you flood the lord's altars with tears you weep and wail because no longer he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands so it's not that they were not a praying people they were fasting and praying they were even crying and praying so don't think that they were never went to church these are all speaking to church goers only those of you online don't think because you are not here in the building you are not you are exempted from this crowd <laughs> he speaking to those people who weep and pray only he speaking to people who are giving the offerings people who are coming and worshiping but they in their lives what has been sacred has been profaned you have been unfaithful to the wife of your youth god who has been the witness between you and the wife of your youth you have been unfaithful to her though she is your partner the wife of your marriage covenant covenant is god initiated and this they have been faithful has not the one god made you you belong to him in body and spirit and what does the one god seek godly offspring so be on your guard you have been unfaithful he says these are many areas of their lives where they have desecrated profaned what is sacred worship sacrifices the ministry of the priests the teachings the way they applied the teachings to people's lives in their judgments they have been partial and in the intermarriage of with other people who worship foreign gods and with those who are also ending up in divorce all of this is profanity just because another marriage can be done in a church it does not automatically make the person to escape of what they have profaned how they have treated what is sacred to be as common today it's become easy especially in the western world second marriage third marriage it's become very common 
and i'm not talking about the world i'm talking about the church and it's also entering the indian church it's not like changing a shirt it's not like you know shifting a job it's not it's not like something to use and throw but god is saying even when the pharisees asked jesus about divorce you know you know what god said god clearly said you know in the beginning it was not so but because of the hardness of heart moses said you know permitted you to write a certificate of divorce but in the beginning it was not so it was not that way in god's original design and god's desire but because of the hardening of heart for anything and everything they were divorcing their wives and so moses said at least write a proper certificate so that you will at least have some amount of fear that you're writing giving a written document seriyadiyadu konjam ulunga senjithola abdin you know like that he just out of the hardness of their heart he said okay hell with you fellows at least give one certificate if you're sending her away otherwise she she it will be thought like she is committing adultery with somebody else at least so that it will be known that it is your fault you are the one who was doing it are you with me this morning what is sacred was profaned by their sacrilegious practices there could be many many such sacrilegious practices dishonorable disrespectful unholy when we say unholy we always think of somebody who is grossly adulterous that is unholy for certain but even in us among us we could be taking the things of god the work of god the ministry of god lightly in a very easy way it even matters in the way i would sit and pray and prepare a message to share with god's people where it can be taken lightly and just open some verse download something from the internet you go to sermoncentral.com you can download anything on any topic you want christmas one shot you'll get a beautiful sermon with the illustrations you don't have to prepare anything you can just come and read it if you have some good skills with public speaking you can make it look like you're speaking on your own that would be sacrilegious treating some holy work in a very uncommon in a, in a very common way in a, in a very disrespectful simple way we've always done this we've always we can always do this but even if you're sweeping the floor if we do it well if we say we will do it as unto the lord i facilitate a pastors training program for pastors in turkey of late last few months and um, i don't teach on that uh, group but i facilitate host the meeting and um, we have some very senior people one very senior person from um, sri lanka pastor adrian and um, one pastor from australia uh, and uh, the president of this uh, pastor training organization from the us uh would join and they would uh, serve as faculty for these pastors in some monthly uh, regular training program that we are doing and while i just do the work of hosting and sometimes i find that some of these people who send their notes these are senior leaders they don't have time to sit and do powerpoint 
they send their notes just that morning at l- when the meeting starts at 11 i get it at around 8:30 or 9 that couple of hours i sit and do a beautiful neat powerpoint make it look very very different from what they sent on a clumsy word document full of errors and spelling mistakes and <laughs> grammatical errors correct that whole thing out get suitable images because these are leaders for me what excites me in serving these pastors is that these are churches that were originally established by peter and paul actually they worked in these places cappadocia ephesus region it's wonderful to serve the leaders of the churches who are the descendants of those you know first century christians what an amazing thing and so my role is a very simple role in this uh, uh, you know group and they've asked me to serve so i've taken on this responsibility so once a month few hours thing but i sit down and do a powerpoint get all the images exactly and they're talking about the first century i get the exact images pictures put them in make them presentable in such a way where when they listen because many of them don't understand english and we have a turk turkish translation as well and so i do my very best possible even though i am not teaching and i do all the you know tech side of things and everything handle everything for them i don't have to do it but this is something sacred and so we do it well you get what i'm saying you can just do it ah you share one word document share the whole just the same thing it won't be even readable it will be so small and especially if some people are using a phone a mobile device the screen will be so small and you share a whole word document font size 10 it'll be microscopic on a mobile phone get what i'm saying but if you put it on a presentation it looks good not just for it to look good so that people read when they un- read understand they don't understand english so well and so at least when it complements with the reading and the image they see then they get the ideas better so basically to facilitate the learning process how can i make their learning understanding better that's why that's how i approach it or you can just do a menial job some uh, they sent it just whatever they sent i'll just send you can do it like that also half hearted job or you can do a full hearted job you get what i'm talking about every small thing we do i'm just giving that as an example every little thing we do we can take effort we can do it carefully and and think this is something that is honoring god this is something which is holy this is something for the lord this is something to glorify god this is something that that's how we can do make every common thing holy unto the lord hallelujah hallelujah they were making the sacred as profane by their sacrilegious practices and god is asking them to repent of that number 2 quickly chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me then suddenly the lord you are seeking will come to his temple the messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come speaking of john the baptist and jesus here 
a messenger who will prepare the way before God, he arrives, then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will arrive on the scene and he will come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant, whom you desire will come, the Messiah will come. Speaking of the savior, promised savior who's coming. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. And the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord. As in the days gone by, as in former years. Here is number two, the Savior promised to sanctify the people. The one they've been seeking, the one the prophets have been speaking about, the one for whom they've been waiting for, will come, the Savior promised will come and sanctify his people. We firstly look at, looked at the sacred which has been profane, profaned, but now the Savior is coming to purify. Hallelujah. Jesus was born to purify such a people. Do you understand why Jesus was born in Israel? Because they were chosen, they were to be holy. And this is a way they profaned what was sacred. And so to purify them, he was born. And when they are a sanctified people, they will make him known to the nations. And the forerunner will come, the covenant maker will come. He will do the refining work. Jesus did it on the cross. Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit and says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he will, you know, he will come and the Spirit will come and also he will purify the fire. He speaks of the fire. He would baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. This is not some special fire anointing to jump more, you know, up and down, to make more noise. That's a false teaching of the Pentecostal world the fire anointing first you receive holy spirit anointing which is little you know you just speak a little softly soft tongues and then fire anointing and then you jump more and make more noise there's no special holy spirit anointing and fire anointing that's the aberration of the pentecostal world that's a false teaching when he comes the one who comes jesus the anointer he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire in other words he will fill you with his spirit now you have the spirit of the world. But now when Jesus comes, he will fill you with his spirit. He will make you holy. He's a holy spirit. And he will do the refining work. Fire is put through the, uh, you know, the, the, the gold is put through the fire. Silver is put through the fire. And it is refined and made pure. All the unwanted straw, hay and uh, stones and everything is burnt out. And everything falls apart. And the pure gold and silver is taken out. So is the work of the spirit. When the spirit comes, he will do a refining work. That's, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire means. He will purify you. That's the primary work of the spirit. Is to sanctify us, convict us. How does he do the work of sanctification? The work of the spirit is to sanctify. But how? By conviction. He convicts the world of sin, righteousness and judgment. He convicts. The Spirit of God convicts us. And the Spirit of God empowers us to live a holy life. Sanctifying work he does. Comes as a forerunner, covenant maker. Comes as a, does the refining work and the sacrifices. There will be a new generation who will rise up. The Lord will have men 
who will bring sacrifices offerings and righteousness another new generation will rise up who will be holy unto the lord whose sacrifices and worship will be pleasing to the lord the savior promised to do a sanctifying work among the people and god is saying you are the you are seeking for him and so what do we do now number one we looked at the sacred which has been profaned by sacrilegious practices god is saying repent and secondly the savior has promised to sanctify the people now the savior has come he is doing the work of sanctification in us what do we do we seek him you've been seeking for him and we continue to seek him seek him so that we can continue to be sanctified and we are in this process of being sanctified and go from holiness to holiness the savior has come and he continues to do a purifying work in our lives number 3 we talked about the end of an era and the beginning of a new era in the end of an era there's a silence predicted for this end of an era for the sacred to manifest there's a silence predicted in malachi chapter 4 and verses 1 to 6 surely the day is coming it will burn like a furnace all the arrogant and the evil doer will be stubble so god's purifying work will happen and in that purifying work all the wicked will perish god will deal with the sinful with the sinful with the unrepentant and the day that is coming will set on them a fire there is a fire that is coming on one hand for those who repent and seek the lord it will purify them on the other hand for those who don't repent and don't seek him it will be the same fire will make them into a stubble says the lord almighty not a root or a branch will be left to them but for you who revere my name the son of righteousness jesus will rise with healing in his wings and you will go out and frolic with well like well fatted calves well fed calves then you will trample on the wicked they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when i act says the lord almighty remember so what do you do now there's a day that is coming and the day there's a day that is a sign when jesus will come there's a day that is a sign when the judgment of the world will come he's talking about both at the same time and then and he says but now what do you have to do you're not going to receive prophetic words now this is the old the last of the old testament prophets and so he says remember the law of my servant moses in verse 5 right Remember the law of my servant Moses the decrees and laws I gave to him at Oreb for all Israel but see I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that day that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes and he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction What God is saying here is there's a day the day of the Lord that is coming the judgment day is coming but before that Elijah will come there will be one who will come in the spirit of Elijah that's what it means not talking about the literal Elijah but the one who will come in the spirit of Elijah and what did Elijah do Elijah was a man who stood in the time of Ahab and cut down the prophets of Baal and brought fire from heaven and called the people to repentance and called the people to take a decision and say if the lord is the lord god you know follow him if baal is god worship him make a choice today and he was a man who came you know with the fiery word calling people to repent and proved to the world to his people that 
the lord is god and the and put the fire fear of god in the hearts of people one who will come in the spirit of elijah is john the baptist himself who came but there's one who is coming in the spirit of elijah but until then there's going to be a period of silence and here he's saying malachi is saying to the people hold on to what you heard on mount sinai hold on to the law of god which you heard on mount sinai you have the scriptural revelation hold on to that don't be waiting for a prophet but a prophet will come one who will come in the spirit of elijah but when he comes he will not just spare the people he will call people to repentance turning the hearts of the fathers to the children children to the fathers is speaking about a reconciliation that will happen among the people divisions will go away the curse of the land will be taken away because the curse of the land has come because of such divisions and sin in the land god is saying he will come and call people to repentance what was jesus's words about john the baptist the one who has come the spirit of elijah what did john the, what was john the baptist message to the people message of repentance a baptism of repentance that he gave and so there's a silence that is predicted here but now remember the law of my servant and see there comes a day i will send the prophet elijah to you before that day great and the dreadful day of the lord you will come as a forerunner but now a silence is predicted for the sacred to manifest hallelujah hallelujah sometimes you may not receive a very exciting prophecy for a long time maybe you've been waiting for that sometimes you may not always receive of that typical first morning promise message have you heard of that that's that's a culture of the indian church not something from the biblical times to give promise message on every first day of the month to give promise message on every first day of the year and put that promise on a separate placard and give it to every believer as if that promise begins only on the first day of the month and has an expiry day on the 31st of that same year december because the next promise comes on the 2022 january 1st another promise will come all god's promises hold good for people god's people for all time don't cherry pick you know cherry picking cherries would have fallen down and then you cherry pick what you like and then we come under that pressure to give one cherry picked verse for that year so that people will feel happy these are not biblical pattern of teaching scriptures to people cherry picking verses unbiblical pattern of cherry picking one verse totally ignoring the whole message of malachi the whole message of malachi comes to us as one message we can't cherry pick only one phrase you will go out and frolic like well fed cows promise for 2021 you will go and be like you will go and frolic like well fed cows doesn't it sound like a good promise for a new year 
but what about the profane profanity that is in our life what about the th- way we treat many sacred things as common forget all of that you will go out and frolic and be like well fed calves hallelujah and then people also will clap and say hallelujah what a promise wonderful message today pastor gave but message like this won't be like very wonderful this is the mistake of the 21st century this is where we take what is sacred and make it just sound nice for people's ears and we'll get more viewership on television and youtube if we keep speaking like that because people love to hear things like that but he's speaking about keeping the law while the spirit will not be uh, you know manifest at this period of time for about 400 years with intertestamental period and here is malachi saying there was a day of the lord that is coming the day of the messiah and the day of judgment before that there will come a man who will come in the spirit of elijah and who will call people to turn to god but before that you will have a silent spirit of silence but this spirit of silence what do you do when you don't hear any prophet coming and prophesying like you always had in the history of israel what do you do you hold on to the scriptures the teaching of the scriptures and live by them but now remember the law of my servant moses the decrees and the laws that laws i gave him at horeb for all israel see i will send the prophet elijah before that great and the dreadful day of the lord before that comes and he will come john the baptist will come the messiah will come they will turn the hearts of the people but what do you do this is an end of an era what do you do during the season you know turn from everything that is profane and you know you need to purify yourself repent what do you do the savior has been promised to sanctify the people seek for the savior sanctification work seek you've been seeking for him but now continue to seek him repent seek but now there's a silence that is predicted for the sacred to be manifest what do you do wait for his time wait on him wait for him to be manifest wait for him to come and do what he has to do among us seek him wait on him pray that his purifying work will be accomplished among us and through him there will be a reconciliation there will be harmony there will be unity there will be love there will be change there will be transformation there will be holiness at the end of an era what is god speaking to us through the prophet malachi he's calling us to repent turn away from all sacrilegious practices and do everything diligently seek him diligently don't be negligent in the things of god be diligent with the things of god How he says you know when you go stand before a governor will you offer such sacrifices when we give priority and uh, treat everything else as most sacred and give our time and effort and energy and put our heart into everything else into our work and our business and our money and everything why should we treat the things of god as unholy as sacrilegious repent of that change secret has been profaned among the people of god and turn and and his sanctifying work is happening and seek for his sanctifying work and there's a silence that is predicted for the sacred to manifest 
Aren't we witnessing God's silence during this time? Oh yes, many people prophesied and said Corona will go away in three weeks and one month and something and all. They said nothing happened. God has been silent. All those prophecies were false. Right? It will go away before the vaccine comes. No, it didn't go away. Vaccine has come and new strain has come, which is more virulent. <laughs> Whatever our prophets are saying, only opposite is happening. You get what I'm saying? Which means the spirit is silent about these things. And those prophecies are not from the right spirit. To keep you worship, you can say many things. It's dangerous to say things in the name of the Lord if the spirit of the Lord has not said them. And that's why it's important to go back to subscribe to the teaching of scriptures and don't get too excited about what's, who's saying what. Trump will win or Biden will win. One lady was saying, what is that? She was pumping uh, Trump to come up. Strike, strike, strike. You know that lady who is the uh, personal, uh, what is that? Um, spiritual advisor of Trump. I don't know what kind of a spirit that lady has. She was saying strike, 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 strike and trying to strike Biden down. Instead, <laughs> instead Trump got struck down. <laughs> All kinds of nonsense in the name of God. Look to the scriptures. What the spirit of the Lord has inspired through the written word of God. Look to it primarily. God does raise up prophets. God does speak to us prophetically. But prophecy is not just foretelling alone. Prophecy is primarily telling forth the word of God. The word, the inspired word of God. Speaking that word to his people. You don't have any prophecy in the New Testament about which prime minister will win, which president will win. Which king will be elected? The church has been unnecessarily um, led astray from the primary focus of the teachings of scriptures. Don't follow too many of these television people. They just say things that are very exciting and not everything they say is accurate. Verify with the word of God. You don't find such patterns in the scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. What are we supposed to do? What are we, the church, the people of God supposed to do? God is speaking here. Hey, is there something sacrilegious? Something that has been profaned? Turn and repent. The Savior has been promised to do the work of sanctification and he continues to do the work of sanctification. And so we need to constantly be seeking him to, and yielding ourselves to be sanctified, made holy, to become more like him. There's a silence predicted for the sacred to manifest. And that's why you don't have any clear certain answers about when the virus will end and when everything will change and all of that. Each one is trying to predict many things, but all the predictions are going wrong. Obviously, the spirit is silent about those things. What the spirit is silent about, we should also be silent about. The same. Better we shut up and just read the Bible, learn from the scriptures, learn and walk by it. Amen. 
not try to overdo things in the spirit amen we don't have to always try to prophesy we don't have to always try to show that the spirit of god is here the spirit will be present where the truth of the scriptures is present because the spirit that it's the same spirit who inspired the truth and when you hold on firmly to the truth you're holding on firmly to the words of the spirit when you hold on firmly because this is inspired by the spirit of god are you with me you hold on to what has been inspired by the spirit you're holding on to the words of the spirit you hold on to the words of the spirit the spirit will be present where the truth is present hallelujah and the spirit will manifest himself you just have to be silent there's a period of silence right now as far as i am concerned whatever these prophets popular prophets are prophesying all of them have gone wrong the spirit i believe the spirit is silent during the season about the many things that are happening in the world and people are trying to predict and say something that the spirit people are trying to keep the people engaged and excited about saying something that this is what is going to happen and people keep looking forward to it and then finally you go and then no it's not happened somebody said a young prime minister will come i think maybe uh, he didn't notice the white hair on our prime minister in the last elections i don't know what they're going to predict for the next elections don't get deceived by these things are you hearing me this morning Amen. Hallelujah. Where the spirit of God is, he will manifest himself whenever he wants to. According to his will, he will do his work. You don't have to push him. We don't have to pump him up. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You seek the Lord sincerely. You repent, you seek him. You do go through the work of sanctifying your life through the scriptures, through the teaching of the spirit and allow the spirit to convict you. he will convict you he will transform you to become like jesus and you keep waiting for him to manifest his glory and his power and he will do it whenever he wants to at his time at his pace hallelujah we don't have to pump him up amen a close relative of mine visited us a uh, last this week they stayed with us a couple of days they were shifting their house and so they came and stayed with us a couple of days and yesterday uh, this person who he called me and said he asked me where do you actually pray always in your house uh, you know do you have a prayer closet do you pray somewhere is that a particular place where you pray i said yeah normally we very always we pray in the bedroom that's where we sit and pray uh, the nights i pray uh, you know we always pray usually it is when we get together as a family we pray in the bedroom bedroom is a place and there's a attached bath there he said the two days i stayed there every time i went into the washroom I got so stirred up and filled with the holy spirit I burst out speaking in tongues and praising God uncontrollably There's something about that place when I come into your I came into your house I in the bathroom I started speaking in tongues I could not control myself there's something uh, very divine in that place Hallelujah You don't have to pump it up spirit will manifest himself the spirit probably wanted to encourage him revive him do something in his life and when he came into that zone into that place spirit ministered to him we didn't pray for him we didn't lay hands on him we didn't shout in the anointing and make noise and do any fireworks try to prophesy no nothing 
where the presence of god is where the spirit of god is he will manifest hallelujah hallelujah he will do his work we just have to show up we just have to have a repentful heart we just have to do you know what he expects we just have to seek him sincerely he will manifest i never knew this was happening those few days they were staying with us he calls me and tells me yesterday hallelujah this cannot be anything but god himself he does not know that that's the place where we always sit and pray i i had no clue that this was happening to him hallelujah your home can be filled with the presence of god you can be filled with the presence of god where you, when you enter a room when somebody comes into your house they can get stirred up in the spirit without you saying a single word hallelujah hallelujah somebody shout a loud hallelujah to jesus hallelujah i know we've taken a lot of time but end of an era for your life i pray that you will begin a new era in your life where you will hold what is sacred as sacred you will seek him for his sanctifying work in your life and wait for the divine and the sacred to manifest and he will do his work beautifully wonderfully hallelujah his name will be glorified he will do this work of transformation turning the hearts of the children to the fathers fathers to the children this we cannot do no amount of noise and fireworks cannot make that happen turning the heart change of heart man cannot do it more noise cannot do it spirit will do it the sacred will manifest himself hallelujah he will bring transformation all around us through us shall we pray shall we stand together father we thank you and praise you for this day thank you for speaking to us thank you for helping us to understand your word and thank you lord for the preserved for the preservation of the words of the spirit inspired thousands of years ago that comes alive into our spirit this morning we thank you jesus bless your people spiritual enrichment we pray for a spiritual enrichment this morning hallelujah a spiritual enrichment enrich everyone spiritually in the innermost being in the innermost being hallelujah bless your people oh father those who are watching us online bless them lord speak to them lord minister to them lord revive them lord let the sacred manifest in their life hallelujah jesus let everything that is profane turn to become sacred we pray and yield ourselves and seek for the sanctifying work of the spirit hallelujah hallelujah jesus let your blood cleanse us this morning and we wait on you we wait on you we wait for your spirit to manifest gloriously among us speak to us continue to remind us of the words of jesus let the spirit do his deep work in and through our lives let your name be glorified bless your people we give you glory honor and praise in jesus name we ask amen